Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Public Service Psychology Now, Division 18's podcast series to keep our members informed of our division activities. We're your hosts, Jen Snyder and Tiffany Pinnell, and today we're speaking with Dr. Rodney Baker about a new book he co-edited with Dr. Patrick DeLeon titled Retirement Experiences of Psychologists, available now through the Cambridge Scholars Publishing website and on Amazon. So just a brief intro before we hear from Dr. Baker. Dr. Baker is a retired chief of psychology and mental health service line director from the South Texas Veterans Healthcare System in San Antonio. He served as past president of Division 18 from 1989 to 1990. And check out episode 17 of this podcast series to hear more about his presidential year. Dr. Baker has edited and co-edited several books and chapters on VA psychology history and has also chronicled the history of Division 18 through published articles. And now in his latest book with Dr. DeLeon, they feature stories from 14 psychologists about their retirement experiences, including their own. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Baker. You're welcome. First, please give us a brief overview of this book and why it was important to you and Dr. DeLeon to publish a book on this subject, starting with, you know, it's interesting how people have different definitions of and reactions to the idea of retirement, as you highlighted when soliciting contributors to the book and even in your own retirement story. So describe for the listeners your definition of retirement and did it evolve as you read other stories? Uh, thank you, Tiffany. Um, actually, the start of this whole thing uh, was um, several years ago, and Pat DeLeon and I uh, were actually um, just talking with each other, trying to answer the simple question, what do psychologists do in retirement? Well, we decided to um, ask them. Um, at APA in 2014, we started the first of six annual symposia at APA uh, with the simple concept focusing on asking retired psychologists to tell their retirement stories, including frustrations and successes and, and lessons learned. <clears throat> After sampling different retirement stories over the years in the seminars with high attendance and interest, our meaningful retirement definition was pretty much formulated. We also decided, however, that a book of retirement stories of psychologists would be of interest to the increasingly large number of our colleagues beginning to think about retirement or who were recently retired. Our book uses the same approach to understanding retirement issues of psychologists by inviting them to tell their stories. Our definition of meaningful uh, retirement uh, which had evolved and matured during those six symposia was also reflected when we started inviting retired psychologists to write their retirement stories for the book. Now, in terms of the definition itself, the, the meaningful part of meaningful retirement, let me, let me do the other one first. The, re, the retirement part of meaningful retirement um, essentially is the first thing we, we kind of threw out in terms of what we had kind of read and studied in, in our previous work. Um, and, and we ended up in, in the, with, with the symposium in our book, first rejecting the usefulness of a retirement definition that suggests a time of life that follows the end of someone's work life or pay for such work. 
And this was a very common definition used in, in a lot of psychology research uh, to say, well, what happens after you retire? Well, if it's you are now done with your work life, you don't get any more, didn't cover a heck of a lot of, of, of psychologists which seemed very relevant to us. We consider a person retired if they have entered a stage in late career that leads to a refocusing of work and life goal activities and add that those activities may or may not involve an income. Now, the meaningful part of our retirement definition is that psychologists telling their stories in the symposia and in a book seem to be drawn into late life retirement activities that are useful, relevant, or helpful, or doing something of value, or giving them a sense of accomplishment. Therefore, that is our definition of meaningful retirement. And we think it is useful for psychologists to start thinking that way when they themselves, as well as doing any research in retirement, um, um, start taking, let, let's throw out this thing about it's got something to do with being paid for work or not being broke. And that, that's, that's not relevant these days. That's a really good point. Um, and as it's illustrated in, in the stories, and I um, just for the listeners, I've only read a, a sampling of the chapters from the book, um, but just kind of from those example chapters that were provided, it does uh, um, really highlight that it's just kind of a shift in new directions and and kind of redefining. It, it does seem like a whole redefining of what retirement no. It's um, <clears throat> so thank you. And, and, and it's like also that. a natural process in late life development. It, we don't always think of it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's a really helpful, helpful perspective. Um, so I realize that your book is not necessarily like an advice book, like this is how you do it. Um, but I am curious, you know, based on the experiences shared in the chapters, um, and even from your previous symposia at APA conventions, what are your top three suggestions for a meaningful retirement? All right. First of all, uh, it should be very obvious from reading the retirement stories in the book that there is no one path or activity that provides meaningful retirement for all and that what, what works as a retirement path or meaningful activity for one may not work for others. That's the diversity aspect of, of retirement. But the commonality of meaningful retirement for psychologists basically is the search for doing something in your retirement that is useful, relevant, helpful, or of value to others, or gives you a sense of accomplishment. And actually, that was the first uh, lesson that I learned in retirement. That may take some time to figure that one out. And the main, the basic lesson uh, that, that we want to share with people to, to, to really take away from this uh, is, is that do take whatever time you need to sample activities to see if they, in fact, give you the sense of accomplishment that you want in your life. What you do on day one may or may not be what you end up doing five years later. And your meaningful retirement activity uh, path may or may not have anything to do 
with your previous psychology work activities. And instead of um, another aspect of the, of the, the diversity uh, um, uh, definition and advice, if we, we want to call it that, said instead of thinking about what you are retiring from with some loss <laughs> for some people, uh, some find it helpful to rephrase the question and ask, what do I want to retire to? And that gives an entirely different new perspective uh, to planning for, for retirement. Others just find it useful to just reduce time in their late career activities for those activities that they were doing. And painful, painful, <laughs> interesting, slip there. Partial retirement seems to be a useful goal for many as a starting point. And partial retirement also gives you time to sample other things. Uh, but one of the kind of um, favorite lessons that, that Pat and I have come up with, uh, and, and advice, if you will, um, if you find yourself not doing something in retirement that pleases you or gives you satisfaction, there's only one person with whom you need to talk. And that's um, really very, very wise words. Um, and ultimately that that person is you. And just kind of going back to what you mentioned earlier about the retire, not thinking about what you're retiring from, but what you're retiring to. Um, I've had a number that's, of colleagues. That's helpful. that's helpful for many. Yeah. And I've had a number of colleagues this past year who, I don't know if it was related to the pandemic or just, it was just the time in their life, but they were, you know, they, um, you know, shared that they were retiring and all of them that I spoke with, you know, they were retiring to something, you know, they were really excited about this next, mm -hmm. um, you know, chapter in their lives. Um, and, uh, and it, and it really made me kind of rethink what retirement might look like for me too. Um, and so I, that's going to stick with me there, the yeah. retiring too. And, you know, I've, I've talked with many people retired since Pat and I started with this, whether they were in the book or in the symposium. Um, you know, and some of them have a, an, an absolutely perfect idea of what they want to do in retirement that works for them. Um, but it, it kind of has to stand the test of time, if you will. Mm -hmm. You really have to convince yourself it is what I wanted to do and what I wanted to retire to. And it's doing all the things for me that I wanted it to. Okay. Yeah. It's also nice to know that you're not necessarily locked in to right. it. You know, you That's can right. always change, evolve, or switch, you know, gears totally to some new direction. Right. Um, which is kind of different from maybe. Um, some in, in their careers to may feel kind of locked in for 20, 30 years, you know, mm -hmm. in, a, in a pathway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, very inspiring. Well, what else would you like people to know about this book, about what, what you learned? Oh, let's see. There, there are a whole bunch of things um, in, in the book. Um, 
that that suggest in the retirement stories that they did not have good role models uh, in retirement with their parents and grandparents. Ellen Cole, uh, who writes our foreword, argues that women and minorities retiring today are the first professional psychology role models uh, for others uh, in, their, in, in, their, in their group. Um, there's, a, there's a very interesting thing that Pat, Pat and I have done a lot of talking about. Are there any lessons learned in the retirement stories for the, for the, for the book uh, that, that apply to other professions? And we've had a lot of discussions with those who are helping us promote the book in, in Cambridge. Um, we, we have, thanks to Pat, who knows everybody in the world, um, we've gotten some, uh, given them the Cambridge, uh, some recommendations of people that, uh, um, that might uh, be interested in being reviewers. And, um, in addition to a bunch of psychologists, what we also did is we gave them some reviewers um, that were um, from nursing, pharmacy, and I forget. But but the idea was uh, that Cambridge could ask, maybe be interested in giving them of the book to review and with some special interest in the topic, do you see any relevancy for this in nursing? Any lessons learned here? That would also apply to pharmacy. Uh, we, uh, Pat and I don't want to go too far uh, from psychology, and we think the helping professions may have some communality here. Um, but that's an interesting thing, and and. Um, um, you know, I think the um, we, we really know so much, so little of importance about the late life or retirement years of face psychologists, and, and we need to get this topic into our, into our classrooms. Um, the authors raised plenty of interesting research topics for our research programs, uh, and even our concept of lifespan development uh, can stand attention. For example, a number of the chapter authors introduced the concept in their stories that changes in life planning and goals in late life is in fact a natural transitional stage of development and might be considered uh, a separate stage of development with its own unique needs and, and processes. Um, you know, some of, our, some of our authors, and I think you read one of them, I just kind of want to throw out the retirement term altogether. Uh, who says, I haven't retired, I've just changed directions many times, which is a, it's a useful thought. He never felt he was stuck in the choices that he was making. He had some clear directions where he wanted to go with, that, with his life. Uh, and for him, that was, a, um, uh, that was an important kind of message. And folks need to know um, that, that we need to know a lot more about this retirement phase. Uh, we need to get it into the classrooms, as I said, and, and, uh, and their research programs, and really do some more thinking about it. Uh, other than says, well, it's just a time of life when you stop working, you don't get paid anymore. <laughs> you know, now, if you ask, how does that affect somebody in retirement? 
you haven't even asked the right question. So I think there are lots of things that, that we need to know. Um, and and, and that, that even uh, argues for attention by um, and, uh, our junior colleagues recommending this, reading this book. That's what I wondered about. Like, would it be beneficial to our junior colleagues to, to you know, be giving some thought to, you know, for their future, um, but kind of thinking ahead of time, you know, what, what might be next on the horizon? Um, I clearly think so. I mean, once they start getting into introducing this topic into the research and the classrooms and, and you mm -hmm. know, the, the, the kind of studies, um, it would be very hard for them not to start thinking about their own <laughs> retirement mm -hmm. in, in, in the future. Now, I, I, I don't know what we're really talking about with junior. I mean, we've got graduate students. Graduate students should be introduced to this if they're, if they're doing anything natural uh, in looking at the developmental periods of life uh, in graduate school. Um, if they're going to counsel elderly professionals, they should have a little better idea about what is facing and what those are the problems and the frustrations. Um, and in the most, for the most part, psychologists, and I think it's true for others, just don't do any thinking about retirement until they need to, you know, and why wait until you're 60 or 65 to start the, start the planning process? And if we use that very kind of unique, um, now I know how unique, if we, if we use that six, age 65 as a I don't even know what to call it. Everyone says that's the time you're supposed to retire or something like that. You know, because it has something to do maybe with, with uh, Medicare and uh, mm -hmm. all, that, all that sort of stuff. You know, um, given the fact that we are living longer, more retired, more educated, psychologists who retire at age 65 thinking they're not going to do anything, any more work, now have 25 years in retirement to do something. Right. So even if you get started in, um, and you know exactly what you want to do with uh, the day you turn 65 and you stop doing whatever else you were doing before, um, it also has to meet the tests. Can I enjoy this for 25 years? <laughs> Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a wide open uh, kind of topic, and I'm not, I encourage people to look at. It. I think that and the the thing that I really like about the stories is that they, the, is is the story uh, format. Um, these are not people who are experts, um, and this was very important to uh, the the those who who, who we interviewed and who talked with us after the symposia, they appreciated the fact that these were not experts trying to tell them how they should think or do things. Um, they realized they were not experts in retirement, but they were experts in their own retirement. Mm -hmm. They appreciated that. And they also said, we don't, we don't care what they were doing in the past. You know, we, you know, sometimes we'll recognize the name, sometimes we won't. 
Uh, but that's that's not important what you were doing in the past. It's you know how did you get into it? How what what worked and what didn't work? Um, and the other thing that they asked, which we shared with all of the authors, um, they wanted to know as much why somebody made some decision as they did what the decision was. It, 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 it helps with the relevance to their right. own life. Yeah, makes a lot of um, sense. And, and that is the nature that you get 14 of those stories that are delightful to read. There, there are some very poignant ones that with some serious issues that, that people have to struggle with in, in, uh, in retirement, including you know, care of self or spouse and um, that gets in the way of uh, sometimes retirement plans or even initiates uh, the planning. Um, so it's a, very, it's a very delightful book to read uh, sort of hope people, uh, and then I think if people get a chance to read for, for no cost the first two stories, they get an idea about what I'm talking about. And it says, well, the book is 12 more of those stories, and that's what we were focusing on. Pat and I do our psychology thing and kind of say, here's what it means to us. Um, but, but we're not, we're not experts on that. Uh, what we're talking about is the raw data that they presented. So you don't have to accept our interpretation of that. You've got the raw data for the, the 14 stories right in front of you. You can come up with your own solution to that. <laughs> That's just great. Well, I guess um, speaking of meaningful retirement, what's next on the horizon for you? Well, I've been uh, retired now for about uh, um, 16, 14, 4, 17 years. Um, and um, I'm, those of you who know me or read the first one will find out that I have, uh, that I spend most of my retirement activity, it gives me no satisfaction in writing novels um, that get interfered with when you're doing all this other stuff. That was mm -hmm. my decision. I accept responsibility for that. What's next for us is that sometime in the next few weeks, we hope we'll get instructions from APA convention about how to tape and submit our seventh meaningful retirement symposium uh, for this year's virtual APA. Um, and then first week in August, we'll be presenting the Division 18 webinar. I, I will be presenting the D Division 18 webinar in the updated history of Division 18 for 75th Thursday. Then I'm gonna spend a few next months working on my eighth novel and get back to the thing that I have the most enjoyment with. In That's excellent, I love it. Well, I really appreciate your time. Um, and I really appreciate this collection of stories. Um, as mentioned in your um, in the introduction, you've, you've chronicled our history and in, in VA psychology and the division and, and other you know, um, professional organizations um, over the years. Um, and what I've really enjoyed were those firsthand stories from people um, you know, sharing about their lives and their careers and, and pursuits. And so it's, it's really cool that you've captured that over the years, um, people's voices. So I'm so happy to hear that you're, you're still continuing to do that for as long as it's enjoyable to you. I will continue to do it as long as it's enjoyable to me. And yes. every once in a while, I may get distracted by doing a book of retirement stories. 
Uh, but I got to tell you, that was too much work. Uh, that's too much like work. I'm, I'll stay with my novels. <laughs> well, I want to remind listeners that Dr. Rod Baker in Pat DeLeon's book is called Retirement Experiences of Psychologists and can be purchased through the Cambridge Scholars Publishing website and on Amazon. And I'll put links to these um, uh, the publishing website and Amazon um, on the show notes um, so you can easily find them. And I also, as Dr. Baker was mentioning the webinar um, that's coming up in August, I also uh, would like you to save the date for his webinar on the history of Division 18. And so that will be on Wednesday, August 4th at 3 p.m. Eastern. And we'll announce more details over the listserv in coming weeks. So thank you again for being with us today, Dr. Baker, and thank you all for listening. Bye, everyone. Take care. Thank you, Tiffany.